Hello, and welcome to another episode of I'll Show You Mine. We're back again. Back at it again at Krispy Kreme. Smack. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm Elise, and this is my husband, James. Hello. And this is a podcast where I show him movies that he's never seen, and he has me play video games that I've never played, and it's my turn this week. Mm Mm-hmm. And we're watching Chitty Chitty Bang Bang from 1968, a British musical adventure fantasy film starring Dick Van Dyke, Sally Ann Hose, Howes, and Lionel Jeffries. Now when I hear that, I groan. <laughs> Which uh, you may be right to do. It's a little wacky. It came... Four years after Mary Poppins, and actually the lead female role was originally offered to Julie Andrews, and she turned it down because she thought it was too similar to Mary Poppins. Mm. The role was too similar to Mary Poppins. So it's kind of got that same whimsical, childlike vibe to it, but I think it's a little bit more weird. (laughs) (laughs) which makes it a little bit more interesting to me. I mean, Mary Poppins is a wonderful movie. I'm not saying that it's not interesting, but this is a a two-and-a-half-hour romp. Is there an intermission? There is an intermission. Sounds like the kind of thing that has an intermission. Yeah, it definitely (laughs) is that type of thing. Uh, It was written... It was directed by Ken Hughes and written by Ken Hughes and Roald Dahl. Mm. And it's uh, loosely based on an Ian Fleming novel called Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, The Magical Car. Ian Fleming of James Bond. Yeah. (laughs) And like, I think the per, I think somebody who produced it was also involved with the James Bond movies. Huh. And I don't know if that's just because it's a small world in British filmmaking or (laughs) if these people all enjoyed Ian Fleming's stuff so much that they just wanted to keep making Ian Fleming things. Is this a Disney thing? It is not. It is... It's British, so it doesn't have anything to do with Disney. Huh. The There is a connection to Disney, though, because the music was by the Sherman Brothers, who did a lot of Disney scores. And they are... Uh, the most prolific movie musical composers in film history. They, as a songwriting team, they've written more movie musical scores than any other songwriting team. That's Richard and Robert Sherman. Robert died in 2012, but Richard is still alive. Huh, wow. So some of the movies that they did were, uh, I have that written down, whereas they, they're mo- probably one of their most famous songs, It's a Small World, uh, and they did a lot of the Winnie the Pooh scores, excellent. and uh, they know, also did Mary Winnie Poppins. The Pooh. Yeah. <laughs> they also did Mary Poppins, so. Okay. There's that connection. Um, the plot of this is, it's set in the 1910s, it's about a British widower inventor and his children and his father and the kids love this old race car 
and they want their dad to buy it because the man who owns it is going to sell it for scrap and they don't want to see it destroyed. So he comes up with a couple schemes to get the money to buy this car because he's poor. And one goes poorly and one unexpectedly succeeds. And so he gets the car and he does some invention type stuff to it. And that's where shit really goes off the rails. <laughs> and then the movie, that's like the first half of the movie is like all Jesus. of the stuff where he's figuring out the car, trying to get the car for his kids. It's more realism in the first half. And the second half goes like full blown fantasy story. I feel like if this was made today, they just skip to the part where he gets the car. <laughs> yeah, probably. I mean, it's, <laughs> it had mixed reviews. It's not like a movie that everybody loved. I think there's a lot of like really specific things that I remember about this movie. I used to, like me and my family used to watch it a lot and I think we were just a big movie musical family, like anything that had big musical numbers and bright colors and like yeah. Dick Van Dyke was in it, we were all about it. So <laughs> that's kind of where my love of it comes from. It's, uh, I, I haven't seen it in a really long time, so I'll be interested to see kind of what elements of it are interesting to me as an adult, because I've heard from reviews and stuff that I saw online that some people like it because there's the kind of sly jokes in it that it's, it's aimed a lot towards kids, but there's a lot of adult humor in it too. And uh, a little tidbit I found is that Peter Jackson bought the original car at auction in 2011. So Peter Jackson owns Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. <laughs> you think he's a fan or is he just selling it for scrap? I, I think he's got to be a fan. Like, huh. Sir Peter Jackson for $800,000, wow. which was lower than it was expected to sell for. It was expected to sell for like one, two million. But... Uh, Jackson I, got a deal. I think I've my friend Marcello, a childhood friend, he liked this movie. I think I've seen at least some of it at his house. I just remember that it's a car that flies on inconceivable kite wings. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a spoiler, but it's also like the main image of the car yeah. is the flying it's on the part poster. Of the car. Yeah, it's got like weird wings and like a weird little flap in the front. It's got, it's, it does a bunch of things, and it's like, it's magical in the sense that you know that, okay, the main character's name is Caractacus Potts, so <laughs> I didn't mention that. Caractacus? Car Caractacus. Caractacus Potts. Wow. And so you know that he did, he made adjustments to the car, but as the movie goes on, it seems like the car does things that he didn't do, or like, that it has a mind of its own so it does things when it need when something needs to happen that is like oh my goodness the chitty's alive or something so it sounds like flubber and herbie the love bug kind of came from this you know what I, I thinking about this i we might as well watch mary poppins too because i barely remember that <laughs> i know i've seen that but maybe once maybe twice all right I mean, I have feelings about Mary Poppins, too, but maybe we'll just catch that later this weekend. Just catch you up on all the... Two in one weekend? Uh, Mary Poppins isn't this long. Okay. And it's 
better, probably. <laughs> but this is also a good film. I won't say that it's bad. I think that it's well done. It's whimsical. It's fantastical. And there's a lot of good performances. And I think that you will especially like the grandfather character. Because I really liked him when I was a kid. And he's very, like, a silly old military British man. Excellent. <laughs> Which I know is right in your wheelhouse. <laughs> what? What? Yeah, I think... I know that this is a weird movie that you probably wouldn't have cared about. But there's definitely elements of it that's like, I, I want to show this to James. Because there's little bits where I think that you'll really be like, yes. I like that part or I like that character or something because there's definitely little things in there that make me think of you. All right. Well, I'm ready. All right. Let's get shitty with it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. back we just watched chitty chitty bang bang chitty, epic chitty <laughs> fucking bang. bang what'd you think <laughs> i liked it it was cute and silly and musical <laughs> yeah definitely very musical i noticed this time how it follows the rules of a musical in the sense of like characters just burst into song and everybody automatically knows the words of the song and they jump into dance routines pretty easily even mm -hmm. if it's not necessarily realistic it's just a fun musical yeah it was very cool uh, a lot of fun characters and silly moments and some songs are better than others yeah. but <laughs> Yeah, overall, I had a lot of fun with it. Yeah, there's the one song, Truly's, like, I'm in love with a man song that I told you during it. Is my dad would call the snack bar song. Yeah. Where people would get up <laughs> to use the bathroom or get some snacks or something because it's just like, oh, well, this is a dead moment in the plot. <laughs> uh, it's like the Charlie song in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah, totally. What's that one called? Cheer Up Charlie. Cheer Up Charlie. So, I also noticed this time, I don't know if you had any notes about the acting, but the kids are pretty cute, but also very young kids that are obviously just kind of like yelling their lines or staring mm. vacantly off in yes. direction. I did very, very much notice that. <laughs> I saw on IMDb in one of the trivia sections that apparently Ken Hughes was not very good at directing kids so it he basically just didn't and, <laughs> and uh it was up to Dick Van Dyke and Sally Ann Ho's house to like mm. wrangle the kids and keep them entertained and 
like help them do their lines and stuff because the director was just like, I don't know, kids. <laughs> just treating them like adults. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the kids were these like little cherubic faces that spouted their lines and blinked a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're very blonde. Yeah. <laughs> very little cute kids that just like are there to be adorable children. So I think we got the first, we got a plot summary from you in the beginning. Um, but as you said, the second half gets more fantastical. Mm-hmm. But you were li- you meant literally fantastical. Yeah, it's like a literal <laughs> fantasy sequence for the last yeah. half. And I didn't really remember how, how well it would make like the line between reality and fantasy. Because I seem to remember, like, my memory of it was that it didn't seem like a fantasy. It, like, seemed like a fantasy at first, like he's telling a story. But then stuff happens that make you go, like, did they actually fly across mm-hmm. the ocean to because some fantasy European nation? <laughs> yeah, they're... You know, the, the Dick Van Dyke, he fixes up the car. And he goes driving, takes his kids, and they eventually go on a picnic with... Uh, truly scrumptious. Tr- truly scrumptious. The <laughs> the female lead the and the interest. daughter of the of the sweets manufacturer, yeah, the candy the manufacturer, candy baron right. of the land. <laughs> and they've got a thing going. They're having fun on the beach, and they s- see a ship out on the ocean, which spurs Caractacus Karat- uh, Potts, the professor, Dick Van Dyke, to go into a story about the evil baron of vulgaria yeah <laughs> what was his name bomburst bomburst it was he, he makes up the story about that being his ship and that he was after the car yeah. uh, mechanical wonder that he must have mm-hmm. and we see the ship out on the ocean and then we get the the blurring dream of sequence effect, yeah yeah <laughs> which goes in in the ship changes entirely into the steam guzzling kind of machine yeah and then we get this character of bomburst with his <laughs> litany of funny villainous characters over over the top kind yeah. of historically dressed yeah there's like a napoleon napoleon figure on there yeah his ministers yeah that they look like are in <laughs> these is... really buttoned up metal laden mm-hmm. outfits peak peak 19th century yeah the last era of funny hats kind yeah. of <laughs> costumes from there on out it's this fantasy because we get that dream sequence transition but then it never comes out of it yeah and i was wondering like is this is this all still the story yeah and <laughs> i was wondering that like as i was watching it cuz i didn't really remember how it ended and i was like okay this whole thing is the story it's definitely this whole thing is the story but then i'm watching it and i'm like but that means does that mean that part of the story is them dropping Truly Scrumptious off and her singing that song about I'm in love with Caractacus Potts? Because <laughs> that happens within that space. Oh, like, true. Yeah, yeah, like, the it seems like the story ends because they leave the beach. Yeah, like they, they have, leave the beach. They, they go and they're getting chased by the ship and Chitty Bang Bang starts floating and they zip around on the ocean getting away from the mm-hmm. ship and then that they get cool, back on. Way. Yeah, that was they a cool They must have sequence. built that boat that looked like a car with yeah a, it looked like a hovercraft yeah it's got like a big 
flotation device underneath it that the wheels pop up and it's got like a cool design on it and they evade the ship and escape yeah and they drive away and the two spies follow them try to catch them but they don't catch them instead they grab the his dad yeah lord scrumptious the guy you were talking about uh no not lord scrumptious oh they grab him at first in his car but then he oh yells at them (laughs) <laughs> There's so many little interstitials and yeah. stuff in this movie. But they grab uh, Mr. Mister Potts, Senior Potts. Yeah. And you're right, I do love him. <laughs> <laughs> he was definitely the character that I was like, James needs to see this movie. Because he's like the quintessential, the consummate British soldier. Yeah. You can, as soon as I saw him in his, his soldier outfit, I was like, oh, this guy's like fought in India. And which it's just, yeah. it's a hard... <laughs> I love that archetype of the British soldier, but I hate it, everything the he really represents. The uh, colonials, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh man, I don't, I don't want to like him. But uh, yeah, literally the first thing that you see of him is truly scrumptious is pulling up, and he's like walking past in his full getup, <laughs> and is like. I would stop to chat, but I'm off to India to see the Maharaja. <laughs> like, is off screen in a second. Yeah. And it's just like, I felt you lift up. Like, oh, <laughs> this movie just got interesting. <laughs> and he does this, like, funny little shuffle into his, he yeah. has this, like, little hut that's also a chicken coop. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, at first I thought it was an outhouse. It like, could be. he's going into the shitter. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that must be what it is. But that he, he calls going to India. He 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 calls. He makes good. it an adventure every yeah. time he goes to take a shit because he's gonna be in there a while. <laughs> but fast forward to when the we're in the fantasy and the Baron is after the car. He he mistakes his dad for the professor, and uh, the Baron has a Zeppelin hook that outhouse thing, and kidnaps. Just, just lifts it off yeah. of the ground and, <laughs> and flies away there. with it. That was another thing that I thought that you would like, and I think that appealed to me as a kid is this, a lot of Zeppelins, a lot of, like, early, like, turn-of-the-century automobiles, Mm -hmm. and, like, just very, all the mechanical, interesting-looking machines. The very first um, sequence in the movie was a montage of car races. Yeah. Grand Prix, um, 1907, 1908, we see this car, number three, winning a bunch of races, and then in the british grand prix it crashes and burns and trying that, to avoid a little girl who's getting her puppy out of the yeah racetrack and that's what becomes chitty chitty bang bang because mm-hmm. it's in a junkyard in england uh but yeah just watching those cars bounce around and <laughs> back when racing was more about not crashing yeah <laughs> they just developed this technology and it's like yeah. well let's race them yeah <laughs> <laughs> People just running in the road. Yeah, let's see who can not explode. <laughs> yeah, it was the novelty of just going. Yeah. And, like, I don't even know how they passed each other on those slender, those narrow dirt roads. Yeah, it's, like, literally just as wide as one of the cars. <laughs> but, yeah, those watching those cars, and there's the Zeppelin, steamship, uh, all sorts of fun late 19th century early yeah or strong carriages that are like huge or Mm -hmm. cages or big Mm -hmm. old things it's cool big contraptions and funny hats yeah (laughs) bombastic costumes bright colors yeah i love how vulgaria is all like 
purple and silver and gray and everybody's ugly or like really overly made up <laughs> yeah and <laughs> there's looks like, like no the, kids they look straight out of like the illustrations of a, of a Ralph doll children's book yeah this is what it is <laughs> like all the women look like the women from the witches yeah <laughs> just like all <laughs> oh man all the yeah all the people in the baron's court were great yeah the, the scene where they're dancing yeah <laughs> They're all doing, like, I love the way that they kind of, like, demonstrate the culture of Bulgaria is, like, this is the the waltz that they're doing is, like, them, like, doing these big claps and, like, smacking each other, like, (laughs) pretending to smack each other and stuff, and it's all very, like, uh, I don't know, cello kind of tuba heavy (laughs) that's, like, speaks to that European kind of Germanic sound, it's kind Mm -hmm. of bulgaria like yeah and that that castle that they that was uh supposed to be the baron's castle is neuschwanstein castle there you go which apparently means new swanstone castle it was built in the late 19th century there you go um you recognized it right away and you were like i know what this castle is what's the name of this castle (laughs) i couldn't remember the name (laughs) Uh, because I, it's a wonder in Civilization Five. Yeah, so, so, <laughs> so landmark. Um, but that's in Bavaria. Yeah, and that's kind of the style that, of yeah. the place, <laughs> for uh, sure. It's a beautiful castle, but I'm pretty sure those were sets that they were filming in. Once you got the interior shots. Oh yeah. Yeah. I uh, I thought that it was kind of inventive the way that they did that like. They had a lot of those rear projected green screen esque shots of like obviously the car just sitting on the ground and then the backgrounds like moving like they're flying mm-hmm. or on the water or well, something. Pretty good. But they did uh it's like the more you saw that, the more you saw how fake it was. So <laughs> as they were coming into Bulgaria, they do a shot of the hood of Chitty. Mm-hmm. Like it's flying and like the landscape. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's pretty good. It's yeah, a that, different I, kind of shot. That one struck me too. Yeah. It looked like they actually built, <laughs> it looked like they could have built the front end of a car and mounted a camera to it. Yeah. And like flow it around. Yeah. Not even the full car, just like just this little part. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they, so, yeah, they, they're chasing their kidnapped senior pots. <laughs> um, they're chasing the zeppelin. They they follow it back to Bulgaria. What did you think of the uh, the try try again song? Oh, that was great. I love that one. That was a, it's a good message. All the old ass inventors in the dungeon. Yeah. Six are... Karl Marxes. <laughs> <laughs> Senior Potts. He when he gets kidnapped, he they lock him in the dungeon with these six old guys. In a car and are like, make it float. <laughs> yeah, because they think he's a professor. And uh, they, he initially, Senior Potts is kind of hopeless, and the, the Karl Marxes, they try to <laughs> say, like, no, anything's possible, don't lose hope. Yeah. Even though they've all been locked up sim- for similar reasons yeah. <laughs> for 20 some odd years. They're all just like random scientists yeah. or handymen who are like, mm-hmm. <laughs> this guy's like, I came here to fix a light or something 25 <laughs> years ago. Yeah. But the song was like, two, two failures fuels a, a success mm-hmm. all about. Look at every know. failure as an opportunity to try a different way. Yeah. yeah. Up from the ashes, <laughs> the roses of success. 
roses of success. I could I, I couldn't get a lot of the lyrics. I, I I always have a problem with lyrics as it is, <laughs> but I feel like the sound mixing in this movie or this copy wasn't that great. I mean, it's about as good as you're gonna get. I think it's just a a, a tendency of movies of this era where they would do the soundtrack with like you know the full band and everything and have that as a yeah. recording and then they would play that instead and have them lip sync the songs but even even the dialogue especially with the bulgarians because of their accents mm-hmm. i couldn't hear and they're always talking it's over also, each other <laughs> yeah like the british people are talking in this really rapid kind of almost cockney or something mm-hmm. the, their accent and then the bulgarians are doing this really heavy-handed european like mm-hmm. Vague European accent. <laughs> we haven't really talked much about the first half because I mean it's it really pops off in the third act. It does. <laughs> but... I I do really like the uh, fair sequence. Yeah. Where Caractacus puts his kids to bed and tells them he probably can't afford the car, and they give him their little childhood treasures and say you can sell these and we don't need the car. You can just use it for your inventions and mm. his heart breaks into pieces yeah. and he's looking out at the sunset wondering what he's gonna do and he sees this like caravan going past and he has an idea and he goes to the fair with one of his inventions which is an automatic hair cutting machine uh-huh. and is decides to try and make some money off of it and he gives this big <laughs> palooka of a guy a haircut <laughs> and goes a little too rough with it but it seems like it was destined to be a bad invention anyway and it basically gives him like a friar haircut like a bald ring around the middle of his head it's and... like an inverse friar yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> with a tuft of like troll hair yeah tuft the on top, the top and the uh just the bottom hanging down <laughs> like a big ring yeah. a bald ring and the guy's like i'll kill him <laughs> and he runs off and gets caught up in a like circus show it was called a comedy circus comedy circus I re- yeah i really like that song meal bamboo yeah it's basically a song about all the uses of a bamboo stick yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the dance was pretty good yeah it's a they all it's like a bunch of dudes with these sticks and they're all doing these interesting little acrobatics with them and leaning on them and uh-huh. doing kicks and all kinds of little things and Dick Van Dyke just gets right in there. Yeah. <laughs> he starts out kind of hesitant, like he's the one guy who doesn't know the steps, so he's like copying everybody, but he's like a beat behind. Yeah. But then pretty quickly he gets into it and he becomes the star of the show and draws a crowd and gets everybody to make way more money. And then one guy gives him all his money like, thanks. Yeah, which I didn't dancers. get. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's your money, man. <laughs> But that's an, apparently it was enough money to buy the car, yeah. and that's how it all starts. And then, of course, there's like the very beginning where the way that truly gets introduced to the family is the kids run in front of her car, and she is affronted that they're out running around in the street and not in school, and so mm-hmm. she goes to give their dad a piece of her mind. And he's all flustered. He's, like, in the middle of doing his invention Mm -hmm. shit and is, like, offended that she's trying to tell him how to raise his kids and 
It's like, get out of here, you stuck up, like, <laughs> rich chick. Yeah. And then, I, I, I don't know, I... They had a pretty nice house for being poor, though. Yeah, they had, <laughs> like, a big... Big cottage. A big cottage and, a like, a barn and a, a windmill. windmill. It was a whole estate, basically. Yeah, but Doing pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> they had enough food, apparently. Yeah. Anyways, they got chickens? They got chickens, yeah. The, there you go. That's what we need. That's all you need. It's <laughs> a big building and some chickens. But that's what, yeah, that's all before. That's like one of the first things that happens. Yeah, I just I like their their initial interaction and how <laughs> genuinely antagonistic it is. <laughs> like oh, yeah. she comes in and it's not very. They don't get along and she has an attitude and she like has a reason to have an attitude. It's not just kind of like I'm just being a bitch. <laughs> like she's like. Your kids are running out in the street, and I almost killed them, and they should be in school. And, like, you know that's kind of fucked up, right? And he's like, get out of my house. <laughs> Which, like, like, woman. Yeah. And, I mean, I can understand his perspective, too, because it's like, who's this lady to tell me how to raise my kids? Like, they're fine. They're smart. They get it. Like, I'm teaching them invention stuff. But he was rude and called her a dumb woman, basically. Yeah. Patronized her when yeah. she tried to use her car. Yeah. Saying women don't know how to drive. Now this, this what another classic here is he had a uh, automatic breakfast machine. Yeah. <laughs> and I mentioned that this is we see that in Wallace and Gromit. Mm-hmm. There's a breakfast machine, and Pee Wee Herman's Adventure has one too, right? Mm-hmm. So was which one came what first? It's got to be this. This is 1968. I wonder if there's a earlier breakfast machine, Rube Goldberg like <laughs> breakfast machine. It's because I'm. It seems to be a pervasive concept. Well. I mean, I, I get it, because I would love a machine that just, like, popped out nice toast and eggs and bacon. Well, Rube Goldberg was born in 1883. Mm. So. Okay. That would put him right right there. Right there. He'd be, like, 30 years old. Yeah. He died in 1970, so. Wow. Anyways. His was probably the first. <laughs> <laughs> Did you notice the uh, the the merry-go-round at that carnival was merry-go-round 2? Like it was a sequel to the merry-go-round? No, I didn't. Like there was a, the a sign on it? Yeah. And it said merry-go-round 2. Yeah. That's very odd. I don't know. <laughs> like that was the big blockbuster, the equivalent of a blockbuster movie <laughs> back then was a carnival ride well maybe this was like a sequel to a carnival ride. maybe the very first merry-go-round was just like pushed by. one row of animals and they're pretty oh, they're yeah. pretty shitty this one had all the lights and the music and like nice it was a mechanical nice marvel yeah so this is like <laughs> merry-go-round 2 electric boogaloo <laughs> bigger batter uncut merry-go-round the family dog was named edison it was a good dog. There's a lot of good dogs. I forgot how many dogs there were in this in the sequence with the factory where they accidentally call all dog the dogs whistle a bunch of dogs. <laughs> yeah, except they ruin his his financial pursuits. Yeah, but you can't be mad because they're all really cute. Yeah, good good dog. They're just doing what dogs do. Uh, they caused a ruckus, that's for sure. <laughs> no, but the dog. His name was Edison, and he was that shaggy kind of... English like, sheepdog. English sheepdog. 
And that reminded me of Einstein, the dog from Back to the Future. Was he the same breed of dog? If not the same breed, very similar kind okay. of looking dog. So I'm wondering if... What's his name? Or whoever was behind that choice in Back to the Future was paying some sort of tribute to this movie. Zemeckis, right? Zemeckis, yeah. Robert Zemeckis was the director, but who knows, like... I mean, a lot of people make a movie. (laughs) Those are usually little director things. I just thought that was interesting. (laughs) So, yeah, after the circus and they buy the, he buys the car and he fixes it up after many, many days spending, uh, spending it alone with the car. Yeah, a montage of him, like, locking himself in the work, in the garage and working day and night on it and then busts it out and it's brand spanking new oh, beautiful it was really pretty chitty chitty bang bang it's beautiful it has he, he made a he made the carriage out of an old boat or something yeah <laughs> um but it's all polished and gold and shiny where do you get all those parts i don't know well we see him dismantling the flue of his fireplace yeah <laughs> at one point so that seems like it would be like the hood yeah, maybe. And the boat is definitely like he gets a boat, brings a boat into the barn from somewhere, and that's like the body of the car, mm-hmm. or at least the seating. But it wasn't a wooden boat; it was like a tin or aluminum boat or I something. I think it was wood, cause the because the car itself, that part is wood, yeah. and I think he's like points at he's like mind the woodwork when the kids are coming in, and mm-hmm. it looked like a wooden boat, mm-hmm. just maybe like it was. a very well made wooden boat. So, so we get to that beach where he starts telling that story, but before that, you know, they have a, a whole picnic day at the beach, and the the kids sing a song where they kind of woo truly scrumptious. Yeah, that's which like is really weird. The, the romantic <laughs> connection is between the kids and truly, yeah. where they're yeah. like, the kids are like, "We love you. We want please, you to be in our lives forever." Please be your mom. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah. she's like, okay, <laughs> I will. I love you guys too. And the, the scene when they're having the, the beach montage where they're having fun has this weird cinematography where it reminded me of like a vine, <laughs> you know, or that the, the, had some of those quick zooms. Really, really quick zooms and cuts. Yeah. yeah. It's like, did, did a millennial go back and direct this, yeah. this scene? Yeah. And he got the the wacky like happy beach day music that's like just like yeah it was it felt really out of place but whatever they're having a good time I'm sure that kind of cinematography didn't have the comedic connotation as that it does nowadays it's just a fun day yeah how do what do you think of some of the side characters in Bulgaria. Like the toy maker and the child catcher and <laughs> toy maker, whatever, he was okay, but that yeah the kid catcher, holy shit! That's... I at first okay when you said before that he the there was a villain that a kid would think was scary, I thought oh, it must be the Baron, but he's like this blustering old fat guy. Yeah, and I was like. Oh, this doesn't, you don't seem that scary. But then 
they introduced the kid catcher because in Bulgaria, kids are illegal because, what, the Baroness doesn't like She's, kids? like, scared of them or she doesn't like them. The yeah. Baroness hates children, so she has outlawed them. The Baroness was hot, by the way. Yeah, okay, <laughs> we'll come back to that, but, like, let's, okay, go ahead um, with the child catcher. <laughs> yeah, that guy, holy shit. Um, He's got, like, a big fake nose. Oh, yeah. And he, which is he meant talks to... with an underbite. Yeah. Like, this guy was really hamming it up, this actor. Yeah. <laughs> His name is Robert Helpman. Um, he's got this, like, sc- limp, uh, kind of thin, black, long hair that, uh, in a receding hairline, long, uh, fake nose, and uh, creepy. He's got... You know, he he, he, he looks kind of old, but he's also got this weird he's childish like, Yeah, he's, like, made up to kind of look younger in that really powdered-over kind yeah, of way. Yeah, pale. Yeah. And he's just super He's got that, creepy. like, long, stringy black mm-hmm. hair that's, like... like riffraff, but, but black hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just that, uh that shot of him when he, like, comes in. He, he goes in the first time with the whole army to try and find the kids, tries to sniff them out at the toy maker's place and they're mm-hmm. hiding because and... the, we should explain once when they <laughs> when the family chases the baron and pot senior pot senior to to bulgaria they get shot at from the castle so they have to land and they end up in the village and the baroness saw that they had kids oh, in right. the car and so she's like they have children and so she sends the child catcher mm-hmm. after them too and the, there's this toy maker in town in a town with no kids wink <laughs> And uh, he offers to hide the family yeah. in his, like... <laughs> toy cellar or toy something? Cellar. Secret toy cellar? Yeah, it's very... Uh, World War II yeah. hiding... What's her uh, name? Anne. Anne Frank. Anne Frank, thank yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, very Anne Frank, or the beginning of Inglorious Bastards, where he's hiding the, the fugitives. And so, yeah, the, the, the kid catcher is this guy, uh, top hat, black black clothes with a like a big net and a and a carriage that's a cage. It's like carrying around a hook for yeah, some reason. Hook. And I guess it's going to grab the kids that with the hook. Yeah, that'd be useful if you had to catch kids. Um, so he's sniffing around and he, he, he has the, his nose is, is big because he can smell kids. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't find, like, he knows that they're there, but he can't really make the case. And then they find the car. And so there's a distraction. But he comes back dressed as a candy cell like a yeah, like, like in his like colorful outfit and changed barking out in the in the courtyard yeah i've got ice cream lollipops, lollipops. all free today <laughs> and like the shot is through the window and he leans upside down like with his fingers full of lollipops mm. and lowers them down with his nasty face and is like hello yeah. <laughs> like he knows the kids are in there yeah. It's very it. Yeah. It vibes. Creepy. The clown. Um, and he catches them because they're dumbasses. Yeah. They have no concept of how dangerous it is to be a child in this space because immediately they're like, there's candy. We should go outside. And truly was nowhere to be found. Yeah, she was she not watching them. immediately like she was, left yeah, and was like, I'll go get you some food. It'll be fine. <laughs> You stay right here. Apparently she didn't know how dumb they were. Yeah. And apparently there's a huge grate that looks right into the basement. Yeah. The secret basement. Yeah. 
<laughs> a big old window you can look right into. Then it makes direct eye, co- eye contact with the kids. <laughs> yeah, that was super creepy. And then lures them into his big caged carriage <laughs> that's dressed up like a thing. And he's like, there's ice cream in there. Go in there. And then they go in and he closes it up immediately and all the stuff falls off. And he's like, ah! <laughs> like right away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it. Yeah. But yeah, he was creepy as all hell. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have nightmares tonight. <laughs> But let's get back to the Baroness being hot. Oh, yeah. Because I definitely thought that she was pretty when I was a kid, and I thought it was dumb that they said that she was ugly just because she wasn't like kids, because I was like, obviously she's not ugly. You guys are (laughs) stupid. And there's this whole, like, joke where the Baron wants to kill her. Like, every chance he gets, he is like talking about how what it's like she comes out when they get the car and she's like oh wait for me I want to come in the car and he like says to Pot Senior like oh every time I try to have a good time she shows up mm-hmm. and he seems to have this resentment of her yeah. and like tries to shoot her down when she gets shot up in the air and is like floating in her yeah, dress cause, and cause it's they like all get in the car and Potts is supposed to make it fly, but he doesn't know what he's doing, so he pushes a button and it turns out to be an ejector seat that yeah. shoots her in the backseat up into the air. But her big dress poofs out and turns yeah. into a parachute. Like Princess Peach. Yeah. And so the Baron is like, I'll get you down with this big, like... <laughs> he takes out a rifle. <laughs> a rifle. And is like whispering to himself, like, I'll get you. Like, I've been waiting 20 years for this. <laughs> And then they have a whole song later where they're, like, doing baby talk to each other and everything that he's doing is, like, trying to kill her. Uh Like, trying to... I was glad that they got a song Yeah, it was a good one. I like that. That whole sequence. And and then that's... it's, It's his birthday and he comes into the room and she's has the shortest skirt in the movie to date to 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 this point Mm -hmm. and she's got the stockings on yeah she's in like this like boudoir outfit yeah and like this like hello (laughs) these like extension braids and big long golden braids that's like and he's so i just don't know why he hates her because she really likes him. She's yeah. really, like, loving and kind to him and really seems to... It doesn't seem to be fake. She seems to actually love him mm-hmm. and, like, like to do things for him. And she loves getting him presents and doing all these things for him. And she wants to join in with flying in the car. She, like, shares his interests. Mm-hmm. And she's the one who when shit goes down at his birthday party is like we gotta escape let's go this way she's like saving his ass into all the same stuff he's into she's hot she's like 20 years younger than yeah she's young (laughs) she seems to be like into fucking him i guess (laughs) and he's like background of that scene there's that big bed yeah the implication is there yeah and i mean she's hot and he's this big old fat baron dude so (laughs) i don't know why he wouldn't be into it but it's uh it's weird that he's it's like apparently just this idea of marriage is as like uh, mm-hmm. the man always hates his wife <laughs> wants to yeah. kill her <laughs> like i guess but i guess i gotta remember that it 
this entire time it's just Dick Van Dyke telling a story to his kids. Yeah, that's true. So it's just like a trope uh, that the Baron is evil. I guess it's it says more about him than... He's an evil Baron. Yeah. But she's also supposed, also supposed to be evil, but she comes across pretty... I mean... Just evil towards kids, which evil, I'm she, cool with. She hates, yeah. <laughs> she hates kids, but she doesn't seem to, like, just hate them, them for any... Yeah, she seems scared of them. She yeah. doesn't understand them, and she's like, what is this? Like, when the child catcher brings them to her, she's like, are you sure they can't get out? And is, like, shaking when she comes up to them and faints when they say she's ugly. And it's just, like, more ridiculous than yeah. threatening. We didn't talk about... Um... Uh, grandpa's pot seniors we should call him grandpa duh. oh yeah <laughs> that's what they grandpa. call him uh grandpa we didn't talk about his song oh, he has yeah. a song when he gets kidnapped and he's hanging in his shitter off the zeppelin <laughs> and they get too low to the ocean and he, the ocean water is he's getting dunked into it <laughs> and he's got this song about traveling and yeah. being posh yeah P-O-S-H. He's just making the Posh. best of the situation. He like he's like, yeah. He literally got kidnapped by a zeppelin. And he's making a joke about like, well, I love to travel. Yeah. <laughs> Stiff upper lip kind of mentality. Yeah. That was, it was pretty good. That was uh, right before we started. I was telling you, I'm really excited because there's parts of this that really stick out to me and that I think you're gonna like. Mm-hmm. And like as I was telling you that, I had that song stuck in my head. I was just like. Posh, posh. <laughs> <laughs> traveling yeah. life, the traveling life for me. <laughs> He's got a good voice. Yeah. Lionel was, Jeffries, classic, classical actor. I was thinking if I had a big cavernous nose like that, I could be, I could be like him. <laughs> I looked up a minute ago the actor who played the child catcher. And he's a world-renowned dancer and choreographer. And I definitely, you get that. He has that dancer gait. He, like, walks around, like, mm-hmm. very balanced and prancy. Yeah, especially when he's dressed up like the candy guy. Yeah. He... <laughs> he's doing his whole, like, leaps around. Yeah. <laughs> he's got... He's got the little fluttery legs. Yeah. So at the end, um, the kids get kidnapped by the kid catcher. And so... Dick Van Dyke and truly, <laughs> it's easier to say than correct because uh, <laughs> they they need they have to find some way into the castle to get their kids and grandpa back. And the candy or the the toy maker takes them underneath. There's like caverns in the sewers underneath the castle, and that's where the village is hiding all of their children. So. But apparently just leaving them to fend for themselves for the most part because he comes in and he's saying, like, this is where we've been hiding our children. And he, like, ruffles their hair. And then, like, some other kids are, like, coming out of another hole and they're like, food! And they're dropping, like, big heads of cabbage and, like, loaves of bread. And he's like, ah, oh, they're like rats. They scurry through and they steal from the kitchens. I'm like, you don't bring your own kids some food every once in a while? Yeah, it's like a damn shame. Look at them. Look at them scrounging about. I was like, you got a boat. It's a pretty easy way to get in here. I mean, obviously you couldn't do it all the time or people would get suspicious, but it seems like once a month you could come and drops your kids a cache of food and some toys. Like, damn, man. (laughs) And there's like one kid who appears to have a British accent. 
Might the, be German. Inside the one it. really blonde yeah. kid. All the other ones have the dark hair and, and they're all like, dirty and stuff. Are you gonna get us out of here, sir? <laughs> to Dick Van Dyke. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Are you here to save us? <laughs> bright blue eyes. And so Dick Van Dyke goes into another song about how they're gonna. Oh, and it's a, it's a it's, it's a reprise of the of the, the lullaby, lullaby that yeah. he sings his kids, which is has some pretty nice. That's a good lullaby. Lyrics I to like it. that one. Yeah, I would sing it to my kids. In the earlier in the in the first version of it, he plays it to it. He sings it to this overly complex music box that he invented. <laughs> it's like made out of like a wine bottle yeah. and some other little pieces and of metal. There's just all sorts of things whirling around. Yeah. And lots, you know how inventions are in yeah. movies. There's all sorts <laughs> of superfluous chocolate factory moving things pieces. moving around. Yeah. So um, they devise a plan, which is the toy maker pre- presents his gifts to the Baron on his birthday party, this, the, the whole party in the court that we were talking about earlier with the, with the Bulgarians dancing. And inside these two big boxes are truly Anacaracticus hiding and pretending to be these clockwork dolls. Yeah. Truly is a music box kind of ballerina type. Um, yeah, like but, a St. Pauli girl yeah, uh, not, music box. Exactly. <laughs> I really like that performance. Both of their performances yeah, her as really the clockwork. Good. Yeah, that she sings a really good song. And she does a really good job of the Pop mechanical <laughs> movements. And uh, Caractacus's performance is good too. He's he must be on wires or oh, something. Oh yeah, the song. I was looking for him. Yeah, there's those parts where he's kind of like falling over and le- like leans way back, but comes back upright. He's like a big rag doll. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, again, it's Seems suspension less, of disbelief. Yeah. There's <laughs> no way less mechanical. Toy, there's no way a toy maker made these fully autonomous things yeah. <laughs> that With, look so lifelike. That have skin. Yeah. <laughs> they do, yeah, they both get a song each and they actually kind of song and dance each and they, they kind of hook up a little bit they they have a little hint of romance together at the mm-hmm. end which kind of gives away their humanity and the baron kind of suspects this and he goes up and checks on him and even getting close up he's not entirely yeah. convinced like up like it seems like he suspects and then or maybe he doesn't he just goes wait and goes and looks at him and then he's like, "All right, it's fine. These are dolls." <laughs> Even, start though, dancing with them. Yeah. Even though they're clearly people yeah. with makeup on. And all this is just a distraction for the kids that were hiding in the sewers to invade the fucking to, castle. To like come up through all of the openings yeah. and get under the tables and lock up all the people. Some, and some of them end up in the in the ceiling above, and they they bring down a hook. Yeah, they for... they remove a panel from the ceiling mm-hmm. and drop down a hook that lifts the Baron up, yeah. so that he can't <laughs> command his like, armies. I guess apparently none of the other party goers see Caractacus yeah. getting this hook from the ceiling on a hook. big rope. On like big it's rope. not on like fishing line or anything. It's like a big <laughs> brown rope. <laughs> and he's like hiding behind yeah. his back, like oh. <laughs> tucking under into his belt loop. 
and they pull the Baron up so he's hanging helplessly, and then that's the signal. All hell breaks loose. The kids go nuts. They drop nets on everybody. Mm. They're tying ropes around people's ankles. (laughs) I don't know if they're killing people, but they're definitely, like, (laughs) knocking them out. But they're using these, like, maces, which makes me think they got to be doing some damage. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the kids, like, fight. They they fight all the fucking soldiers. Yeah, there's, like, sabers out. (laughs) But, you know, adults are in on it, too. They Eventually, they come through the front yeah. doors of the castle. Once the kids have overrun the yeah. main doors, they open up, and the, the adults of the village are all there mm-hmm. with their pitchforks and torches. M- meanwhile, the, our, our protagonists find the kids and grandpa and uh, rescue them. I know you know grandpa was actually killing people on the way out. He's... he's <laughs> He was going back into his soldiers, soldiers <laughs> instincts, bayonetting <laughs> people, uh, and they escape. They somehow. just no, they just leave. Like they just get the car and go. Once they get everybody together, they're uh, like in uh, the middle of like oh yeah, taking the over the the castle, and they're like, "Well, we'll leave it to you guys. Mm-hmm. We gotta go." <laughs> the car reveals a yet another new feature, which is propellers, like helicopter propellers, that just lift it straight Swoop. off. I guess we never mentioned that it, the car flies in the first place because there are... Because Chitty decides it's time to fly. Well, they f- <laughs> they're chasing the Zeppelin, right? Yeah, they're chasing the on Zeppelin the and they are on the ground and then they come to a cliff and fly off the cliff. But it looks like it's an accident. like. Yeah, no, they're definitely like <laughs> trying to follow it as much and as they, they can th- and then they come up on a cliff and then it's like, ah, and they fall and then the intermission comes. Yeah, they think before they're going to die. Know. <laughs> They're falling towards the ocean. And then after the intermission, it's like repeats the last 30 seconds, and then Chitty sprouts wings. Yeah. Slowly. <laughs> yeah, slowly. slowly. But apparently it's enough to like catch the air and lift them up. <laughs> so yeah, they, they, they escape the castle, everybody's intact, and um, they make it home, right? Yeah, they go home, and that's the end of the story. Yeah, it turns out yeah, we come back to them on the beach mm-hmm. like it all never happened because it never it happened. Story. <laughs> and I was like, I knew it. <laughs> they never did come out of that dream sequence, and this has all been kind of crazy yeah. since then. And uh, there's an awkward moment where the kids know, are like, "Are you and Truly gonna get married?" And Truly's like, "Is that the way the story ends?" <laughs> This is like, uh, yeah. no. Okay, bye. <laughs> we gotta go. And it's yeah, it's kids because they've mad. literally spent two afternoons together. <laughs> and these kids are fucking mommy crazy, wanting to have another mom. Yeah, which we never we never get never get any story about the mom yeah. other than him saying to truly that he does everything for them except be what they really need. Right, which, which is... Just like a hint towards they need a mom. They don't have a mom anymore. It all is, it's all wrapped up nicely with a bow because it turns out that the the candy baron... Lord Scrumptious. Lord Scrumptious <laughs> is Grandpa's old brigadier and they're, they're old mates and mm-hmm. uh, the, the candy that... Caractacus invented in the beginning and tried to sell to the Baron that and was, was sabotaged by dogs. <laughs> uh, it turns out that it's 
good candy for dogs, and they're going to make a fortune off selling candy for dogs. Yeah, I don't know if it's if it's if they made any alterations to the formula, or yeah. if they're just like, we'll just give this to dogs. Yeah. Dogs <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> not I know. supposed to give that much sugar to dogs. I know the whistling that the candy makes makes dogs come to it, but that doesn't mean that they should be eating it. <laughs> Anyways. I'm sure so, they'll tool around with the formula. Yeah. So apparently, so they, that's all going to work out, and then they're going to get married. Yeah. At the end. He offended her at first by apologizing when he dropped her off, like, sorry that they said something weird about us getting married, and she was kind of like, why? And he was like, well, you know, you're rich and I suck. Class. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, how rude. Goodbye. And yeah. then he goes back and is like, it's okay, I'm going to be rich now too. <laughs> <laughs> We can get married. He doesn't really say, like, sorry, I was an asshole. He's just like, look what just happened. Now I'm a part of your class. It's not, I don't think it's so crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's sad that it has to be that way. That we can't just have a, a marriage across class. But whatever. You know, her dresses I'm, wouldn't last in that workshop anyway. Like... <laughs> If they got married, she would have been able to... It would have been the same outcome. Yeah. Didn't, he didn't need to sell his invention. Yeah. It's, <laughs> so, whatever. But at the end, they're, they're, the two of them are driving the car together, and the titular car, and it starts flying. But, As uh, Caractacus is giving a little speech about how it's good to be practical about things, and you can't <laughs> dream all the time, and then the Dreams do come true, but you have to be practical. Mm-hmm. And it starts flying miraculously with, with that when it doesn't even the doesn't wings the don't wings. come out it yeah. just starts floating mm-hmm. very grease like because <laughs> dreams come true and that's that's the end it's just going into the sky and they're swirling around his magnificent cottage waving yeah <laughs> credits roll chitty bang bang chitty chitty bang bang chitty bang bang chitty chitty bang bang it occurs to me that that song, Oh You, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, I Love You, that song I've heard more often in Ace Ventura Nature Calls <laughs> than this movie. <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen that one in a long time. Well, that one is that not on my list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's it. That's Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. So... Are you in, or are you out? I'm, I'm on board. I'm in. Hell yeah. I liked it. You know, as you know how I am, I don't particularly like sitting for two and a half hours in a movie, but it works. And it had an intermission. Yeah, it had an intermission. It's. I mean, I can do long movies if they're fast paced, and but you know, with these older ones, it can be a drag sometimes. But that being said. It still had a lot of heart and good songs and uh, fun, fun story, especially in the third act. Silly. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good, good movie for kids. Yeah, definitely. Except for that freaky kid catcher. <laughs> well, you don't want to get caught by the kid catcher, so it better a- be good. But like you said, it had stuff for the adults, too. Sexy Baroness. Yeah. 
You're my choochy woochy face. Choochy woochy. Now, I, you hear a lot of Dick, Dick Van Dyke's Cockney accent and Mary Poppins being ridiculed. Mm-hmm. What did you think of his accent in this movie? I didn't think he used an accent, really. Right? I don't think he, he like, didn't <laughs> use a British accent. No, not really. He's, he's like he's the only of... one who doesn't really have a British <laughs> accent. <laughs> but he gets away with it. Yeah, he's Dick Van Dyke, man. He's, he was definitely the most uh, comprehensible character for yeah. me <laughs> for that reason. He's got the charisma. Yeah, that chin. So, do you know what you're going to show me next? I think so. I think we're going to play Crackdown. Oh, boy. Getting into some more modern games, huh? Yeah, is it, wouldn't this be the most... I think it's the most recent yeah, one. Probably the most recent game we've done so far. Yeah. But nice. Do you have any concept of what it is? That's, uh, I played a little bit of it. I never, I didn't play uh, enough of a campaign to really get a taste for it, but I played, like, one mission on it. You're, like, a cop... Yeah, in this like super like this futuristic city or super yeah yeah, you got superpowers and there's other people that have superpowers and you're it's like a gta-esque game Mm -hmm. from the perspective of the law enforcers with superpowers yeah Yeah. (laughs) and it's very i recall it being very over the top and not making any apologies for it yeah sandbox fun superpower game Nice. Yeah, it's it's not to be confused. There's another game called Crackdown, an earlier one. We're talking about the one from for Xbox 360 that came out in the mid mid aughts. All right. Yeah. So looking forward to that. It's been a long ass time since I played it. That'll be fun. Cool. Well, I guess we'll see you next time, listeners. Uh, I've been Elise. You, I've been James. You can follow me on Twitter at Impotent Yelling. And you can follow me at Sparkman Designs. We'll see you next time. Beware of the kid catcher. Chitty chitty bang bang. Chitty chitty bang bang. We, we love, love you. you. <laughs> this is living. This is style. This is elegance by the mile. Oh, the posh, posh, travelling life, the travelling life for me. First cabin and captain's table, regal company. Whenever I'm bored, I travel abroad, but never so properly. Four down, starboard home, hush with a capital P, O-S-P.